The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton, and I keep telling you my mission in life is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. And today's guest certainly qualifies as inspirational. But before we start talking with our guest today, I just want to let you know that where my studio is, is right under the flight path of the local airport and the curfew's just lifted. So you may hear a few planes going over as they start transporting their passengers all around the world. And if you do, I just want you to tune into that and think, wow, that could be you. You could be jet setting off around the world wherever you like. We've also got the birds starting up. It's a new day here in Australia and so we've got all the birds waking up and also for our guest. And I also want to make a special mention for our guest today because she's currently sitting in the dark waiting to talk to you today. They've got no power. They had roadworks and the power's out. So technology's great when it works and uh, as all business owners, we always find a workaround. So let's get started. Our guest today started her business 11 years ago. She's grown from being a solopreneur where she did everything herself to having a team of 50 people, taking on board a business partner, and now she enjoys a lakeside lifestyle where she gets to go running around in her speedboat, paddle boarding, water skiing, and of course, jet setting around the world for fun. Today, she's going to share her journey, including her challenges and tips and strategies that worked so that you too can reclaim your freedom and create your ideal business lifestyle. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Beth Gualter, Managing Director for Recovery Station. Welcome, Beth. Good morning, Shirley. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, thanks, Beth, and I really appreciate the effort that you've gone to today. I know it's early morning for you and you're sitting in the dark, so thank you. <laughs> it's a great place to watch the sun come up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, Beth, you're the Managing Director for Recovery Station. Can you please share what Recovery Station is and why you created it? Sure. I started Recovery Station 11 years ago. I'm an occupational therapist and... Uh, we provide allied health services, so our main clientele are people um, who are seniors um, in their later years of life, as well as um, those people with disability. And I graduated later in life. I was a mature age student, and I thought, you know, who's going to employ me? So I had a, an opportunity to start my own business, 
and it's grown quite a bit in the last 11 years. Grown quite a bit. You're very modest. <laughs> it's grown exponentially. And, and I love the fact there that you mentioned that you were a mature age student. So for our listeners there, it's never too late. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I've missed the boat if I didn't go to university or college straight after school. But in fact, I think you mentioned that you were in your late 20s, early 30s when you went to co- uh, college. And, you know, you're still a, a young woman and yet you've enjoyed tremendous success. And so with with Recovery Station, you were mentioning about the allied health services to look after your clients. And so when we're talking about allied health services, I know that you have a number of other um, health practitioners and health specialists that you work with. So could you explain a little bit about that? Okay, sure. Well, we work with people to overcome barriers they may be experiencing through life due due to um, physical, emotional or social social barriers and with our team of occupational therapists, physiotherapists, speech pathologists and psychologists, we really help them overcome those barriers. So whether someone has osteoarthritic knees um, and needs some rehabilitation around that to get mobile and on their feet again or whether due to the ageing process people have aged in their home and the home is no longer appropriate um, for them. We look at modifying that um, environment and helping them with coping strategies to do the things they really want to do to really enhance their independence, um, their safety, so they can really live the life they want. We, we put a smile on people's faces. Oh, that's so nice and it's so needed too. And so we're looking at here what you actually do in terms of the people that you work with and the people that you help and how you help them. And then also from a business point of view, so looking for our audience here where they're looking and saying, okay, well, here's the services that I provide. And then from a business point of view, how you grew it, because you were saying that initially you thought, wow, who's going to employ me? I'm I'm in your eyes, you know, an older, mature person now so I may as well start my own business and I and I love that because that's how a lot of entrepreneurs start is you know it's just themselves and uh, you mentioned earlier about you starting out with your backpack so tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah so I, I guess after high school I spent 10 years not really knowing what I wanted to do and really going from job to job and not feeling any great passion or desire to, to go back and um, get up in the morning and really enjoy diving into each day. And um, and so I did go back to, to university and I, I still guess I didn't have a lot of confidence coming out of university and there was an opportunity in our local community for me to see a couple of uh, clients. And I still remember the day um, putting all my tools in my trade, you know, measuring tapes, you know, uh, by documents and assessment forms um, and as I was going to school I put the backpack on and went out to see my first couple of clients <laughs> and, that's, <Love> it. <laughs> and that's really where the story uh, begins and my mum always says just have the confidence and do it and I, I always remember that and um, from being out there by myself seeing those clients I I really loved being an occupational therapist and there's so many things we can do. We look at all the different areas of a person's life and um, can 
you know, give them strategies to overcome barriers and we set goals with them and work with them and great activities. So, you know, they're, they're finally achieving something and living um, towards their aspirations or engaging in activities they used to do. And I got a real kick out of that and I obviously did an okay job and I started to get some, some more referrals. And as those referrals built up, I had more administration work to do and sitting in the office and, and doing the billing and uh, all the paperwork, it wasn't really my thing. That's not what to put a smile on my face. And um, I found a lady who became my office manager who was able to take that away from me so I could just go out there and, and see clients. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then from there... Um, uh, we kept receiving referrals, and the next step was, wow, you know, people were waiting to, to see me. So I then had to, well, I then employed staff. <laughs> so I had more occupational therapists working on my team, and then I found myself being a manager and having to look after not only clients um, but staff as well. And that's when I engaged in business mentoring and coaching because I found I really loved the, the business side as well as the, the client side. Mm. And what you're sharing there is um, very typical of Michael Gerber's e-myth where we start out as the technician doing the doing and because we're really good at that and usually pretty good at sales and marketing then we move up to become the manager because we need to put staff on and then eventually we become what he calls the business owner where you're working on the business rather than in it and in my work I see this with a lot of small businesses where like you they start out um, doing the doing as the uh, the technician and then like you putting on staff because the business is growing and then um, eventually becoming the, the business owner and I like there that you said you, you started to get some coaching and um, get involved in different programs and things so that you could learn more about business and um, what tips would you give our listeners if they're looking at this at the moment in in terms of the growth you know they're looking to put on people or they feel like they need to put people on and uh, might be a little bit scared about that mm-hmm. yes it can be quite scary uh, the good news is that there is help out there so I'm aware of what I'm good at and what where my gaps are and finding a team um, who who are who are good at supporting the business. Uh, so if, if I'm not comfortable with the finance side of things, um, I employ someone who has the skills um, to bring that to the business. And through my mentoring, I did meet my business partner, who was my mentor, Lisa Nolan, who is an amazing, um, you know, she has a financial corporate background, and that, alongside with my clinical expertise, was just become a an amazing partnership that's really seen the business go to the next level. So it's really not going going it alone. It's um, having fun, having a team, and not thinking that you have to do absolutely everything yourself, which I, I felt like that for many years. And it felt like a real burden was taken off my shoulders when I was able to delegate tasks. And, and now I find myself in a position where I'm... I'm focused on 
growing services, um, looking at what's happening out there in the community and in the world and um, how we can continue to help people, the clients that we serve, to live the most amazing life they can despite disability or age. Wow. And, I, and I'm glad that you mentioned that about going it alone because that is one of the biggest blind spots that leaders and managers and small business owners have that we think that we have to know it all and do it all. And so I want to pick that up when we come back. We're going to have a short break now. And when we come back, let's talk about what it means to go it alone and then to develop team and really take your business to the next level. I'm Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and our guest today is Beth Walter. We'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Hello, everyone. We're back. So we've been talking with Beth Gwalter this morning, who's the Managing Director for Recovery Station, which is a company based in Australia where they help the aged and people with disabilities with allied health professionals. 
And we've been talking with Beth about her journey from going from solopreneur, where she was the technician doing everything, to employing staff, becoming a manager, and then eventually moving comfortably into the role of business owner. And one of the things that I want to pick up on is uh, what we mentioned earlier about the blind spot that most business owners and entrepreneurs have, and that is going it alone. And I find this in my work, and it's also a really good point in Loretta Melandro's book called um, Fierce Leadership. And Beth, tell us a little bit about that, because you said that you initially did everything yourself and thought that only you could do it. So what was the turning point for you to realise that, hey, I'm not going to get as far as I want to if I do it all myself? Yes, I think Shelley, it was. It came to a point where I just was was not having fun. I had mountains of work all around me. I was pulled in lots of different directions, and I thought, "Hey, I need help here." So it was a matter of putting my hand up and and being open to to getting help and finding the right people on my team. Um, to do the jobs that I needed to be done. And and I found that there were people who could do some of the parts of my job a whole lot better than I could, and I was um, happy that the business could grow because someone was taking hold of that particular area and that I could still help um, grow my baby, my business, um, into what it is today. Mm. And so when you started to put on staff... What were you looking for or what was your system for doing that or did that evolve over time? <laughs> it's definitely evolved over time and it has even evolved um, through listening to your radio program, Shirley. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it started by hiring friends and family and, um, you know, that, that worked at the time and, um, however, as the business has evolved, we really... Um, our recruitment process is really aligned to our values. So what are our values as a business and having discussions with our staff to really find out who they are, um, what gives them a kick out of life, what, what makes them have fun. And we even, with our clinicians, now one of the processes is we go through um, a couple of interviews and and then if this job seems like it might be something that would suit both of us, we take them for a day on the road. So they get a chance to come into the business and go out with one of our clinicians. We do a lot of community work. So um, having a day on the road with them where they, they can ask questions about the business, about how things work uh, away from um, myself or Lisa. Um, so they're, they're getting to talk to to a clinician one-on-one. And mm-hmm. once we move through that process and we bring someone on board, we have a lot of policies and procedures. As you grow a business, there's more and more red tape, and especially working under different health legislations, we have to be squeaky clean and tick a lot of boxes. So there's, there's a lot to get your head around for a new staff member. So we really um, provide a training package and program in that onboarding stage for people 
um, not to be overwhelmed with all the information, um, but to work through one area of the business um, at a time. And we also have a buddy system. So when someone starts with us, we have a senior clinician who is their buddy and their go-to person that they can ask any questions they want. And we just have a fantastic team. If there are any questions or problems, we've got admin at the end of the phone. You know, it's a, we can do an email blast to the whole team and ask questions. And we have the induction process for around about three months where we're really checking in with people daily to make sure that um, they that their questions are answered and that they're able to provide that client service that is required because really our clinicians are the coalface of our business and our marketing. So it's so important to us that they understand what we're doing and they're really making a difference um, to those people that we're serving in the community. Wow. So you've really got an extensive induction and onboarding process and for some of our listeners who might be in the process of thinking, oh, yeah, that's really good and, uh, and and that would be nice to have, but, oh, it takes so much work. Have you got a tip on how people could just start to create their induction or onboarding process? Yes. It's, <laughs> well, it started for me one day at a time and as needs arise, um, I was developing resources as I went when my first stuff went on maternity leave. I was like, oh, okay, what do we do here? And so <laughs> it's, as my mum said, just have the confidence and do it and seek the right advice. And I highly recommend um, coaching and having a sounding board, someone that you can go to to uh, discuss any issues you might have or to, to have ideas. I'm um, involved with my national um, association and I've built up a, a great network of support and contacts, not only professionally um, in the industry, in the health industry, also within my local community uh, with uh, business leaders that I can ask questions from openly and honestly. And I think that's a really important point to bring up there too is that another one of the blind spots for leaders is I know. I know, I know, I know. And asking other people what they think doesn't mean that you have to do what they say. Uh, and that's something that I've worked on myself too is I've always thought that I had to have the answers and um I find now that I'm much more open to asking people, what do you think about this or what are your thoughts on that or have you experienced this? And people will give you their opinion and their advice and their support. But it doesn't mean that you have to do everything that people tell you. Uh, um, what is your experience? Um, yes, absolutely true. And um, uh, you take on advice, you, you listen and you I've always gone with my gut feeling as well. So what I feel is is right in my heart. And and I also love research. So I'm always looking out there, um, being a health professional, it's very important for us as a business to stay ahead by making sure that we're using the latest evidence that's really going to work with um, the people that we serve in the community. Uh, so it's, it's looking beyond talking to other people. It's researching. It's seeing what other clients do. It's um, keeping an open mind, and I always say to, to staff that, you know, this is how we do things now. <laughs> I can't guarantee you how, is how we're going to do things forever. 
we're always looking to tweak things, put a fine polish so we're, we are always evolving. And because of that, I'm always asking questions. And I, I often love the answers that I, that I get. Mm. So that's really a culture there of continuous improvement and innovation, which is so important in um, business. You know, I mean, it's always been important in years gone by, but particularly today as the world changes so quickly. So, so Beth, at what point did you relinquish your role as a therapist and embrace the leadership position of managing director? Okay, that would be... Probably a couple of years ago now, I found that, um, you know, when I see a client, I have to give them 100%. And the, as the management side of things and with the staff growth, I wasn't able to give 100% in both areas. And that um, that stressed me out <laughs> because <laughs> I like to give 100%. And something had to give. And we had a team of clinicians who... Uh, we have a team of clinicians who are brilliant and do an amazing job and I, it was time for me to relinqu- relinquish my job as a clinician and take up the reins to, to manage um, full-time and to oversee the business. And I must tell you, Shirley, that yesterday um, we've we set up a new clinic and I was part of a group that we're, um, we're providing programs in the clinic. So I did have some face-to-face times with some clients yesterday and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I might tip my toes <laughs> back into that area for a little while. <laughs> I love it. And because that's the thing that got you started in the first place. And again, a lot of small business owners find this is that when they start their business, they're passionate about what they do or the people that they work with. And it does uh, take a a point in time where you have to make that decision. As you say, you wanted to give 100% to both and unfortunately you can't give 200% and so you have to make a decision. And um, But as you say, that you can now um, find a way where you can still have that interaction with your clients and, um, and I find that this is a common thing. You know, it's as we grow and we move through the... Um, the growth phase of the business that there comes a point where we have to be comfortable with delegation and so when we come back from the break we might talk about what it takes to be comfortable to delegate and you also mentioned uh, about putting policies and procedures in place and again I know that when you're a solopreneur everything's in our head and we can just do things and we can remember things but when we've got now a team of people working for us and we want them to fit the culture and we want them to do things the way that we would like them done, then we need to give people guidelines and those things come in the form of policies and procedures. So I'll be really interested, Beth, when we come back, we'll have a short break to catch up on some of those things and and help our listeners as they might be transitioning through this process as well. So um, stay with us and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Thanks for joining us. We're talking today with Beth Gwalter, Managing Director for Recovery Station, and Beth is sharing her journey from technician through manager to business owner. And this is a process that many small business owners and entrepreneurs go through. And I just love how authentic Beth is and how free she is with her information and her willingness to share with us today. And Beth, we wanted to pick up on a couple of points. We were talking about um, being able to delegate and go from that um, position of doing things and then not being able to give 100% to both the management side and then to the uh, clinician side. So I want to talk to you about that. And then also because you've now taken yourself out of that, you've still got all of these um ways of doing things that you want things done and the culture. So that brought started to bring in policies and procedures. So tell us a little bit about this transition for you so that anybody who's looking at being in the same position can say, oh, all right, well, now I can see what I might be able to do as well. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. Uh, policies and procedures are the backbone of our business. <laughs> uh, they're not always the most fun thing to build and create. However, they're actually what gives me freedom in the end. But having policies and procedures in place, it makes things black and white for your staff what they uh, what they're expected to do and what they're responsible for and accountable for. 
And I found as the business was growing um, quite quickly, things were grey. <laughs> and <laughs> when things were grey and people didn't know exactly what they were doing or, oh, who's meant to be doing that? Um, it was it wasn't as much fun. There was more stress involved and the work satisfaction wasn't as high as it is now. So as much as, um, you know, people go on about bureaucracy and red tape, uh, it's really important to have things black and white so people know exactly where they sit and stand. And to have um, also KPIs, you know, targets for people to work towards. And we catch up with our staff every month um, on a clinical basis with our clinicians for their clinical performance as well as every staff member um, for a performance review. So we're touching base with everyone, making sure that they understand all the policies and procedures in place. And you know, instead of having annual reviews, which can be quite scary by touching base with people month to month, it makes that process a lot easier. So mm. um, <laughs> and we do have a lot of legislation that we, we sit under in the health industry and it seems to be increasing. So uh, we have a system in place in which to train our staff um, in new policies and procedures and make sure that our business is squeaky as clean as possible because if we are ever audited, um, I want to pass with flying colours and I want to sleep well every night of the week. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I'm imagining that some of our listeners here would be groaning and thinking, oh, policies and procedures. And so uh, <laughs> can you give yeah. us an example of, of uh, how one policy or procedure came into being and then, you know, how you, how you started? Because sometimes it can be an overwhelming... Um, I... Yes, yes, it can be overwhelming. Well, more recently, it was through our orientation process, uh, we didn't realise, once you're in a business, it's hard to see what you look like from the outside and it's not until you get new staff um, coming in going, oh my gosh, there is so much to learn. And so more recently we thought, well, we, we don't want people to be overwhelmed when they come on board by saying, you know, and these are the policies and procedures. And so that's when we put in a procedure on how to deal with the procedures. So um, <laughs> in an incremental um, um, orientation, we then introduce people to different um, procedures, make sure that they understand them, that they're working with that group of clientele until they feel fully confident and meet their competencies in that area and then we will introduce the next <laughs> procedure. And that really helps with uh, people coming on board and enjoying it because I, I love coming to work and I really want um, the staff and the team and the people to, that we go out and visit to love that interaction as well. Uh, so we found that by people not enjoying um, the onboarding process, uh, that, that wasn't fun for us. So that's something we had to work on as, as soon as we could. Wow. And, and I love that you take on board the feedback. You know, sometimes in some organisations, staff will be giving the feedback, but management either doesn't want to hear it or isn't listening to it. And so what you've said there is that you've 
taken it on board. People have told you, wow, there's too much here. And then you look to see how you can change that, how you can improve it. And as a result, now you've got a much better procedure for people to join with you and only get the amount of information that they can cope with at the one time. I think that's fantastic. And I know also with your organisation, culture is really important to you and um, looking after people is really important for you. So tell us a little bit about that, how you came to understand what culture means and how you've actively worked on setting the culture and the tone for the business. Okay, I... I enjoy getting out of bed and coming to work and, and having fun. And that's really been the basis of, you know, developing a culture and understanding what floats other people's boats. <laughs> so, what, you know, everyone is so different. So, it's really understanding all your different staff and um, creating an atmosphere that is inclusive. Uh, we're definitely an open door type of business. Um, sitting down with individual staff members every month, we encourage and invite um, any suggestions um, people might have. We have uh, weekly and monthly meetings to also encourage. So we're always looking at being the, the best we can. It's not about what we can't do, it's about what we can do. And for us, we are a service, a health service. So for us, um, for people to choose our service over other services, it has to trickle down from the top <laughs> because our clinicians are the coalface and they are seeing the clients. Um, that's really where our marketing is. So we have to make sure that we have the supports in place and, and the values. So we... And it's about remembering and recognising why you started the business. We can always get um, sidelined by, you know, what are we doing? How are we going to do this? And the policies and procedures. It can take up a lot of time and it's not a fun area for me. And having staff that can help in those areas is paramount. And for me, I always need to remind myself of why did recovery station start? And that's really to help people to live the life they want and dream of. And that's not only for the clients that we serve, it's also for, for our staff. Mm, and mm. for me, um, as a, um, now as a managing director, um, uh, because I have the staff in place and the policies and procedures, it does release me from the business as well. So, so I can have a bit of fun outside of work as well. Yes, yes. And it's, there comes a time, doesn't there, where you, you can actually make that decision and you go, wow, you know, I've got the time now and I've got the money. And um, tell us a little bit about when you started to realise that you could actually enjoy your, your time and you didn't have to work as hard as what you did when you first started. Tell us what went through your mind as you were making that transition. <laughs> well, I found um, I've got um, close family in, in Canada, so I, I go to Canada most years and I found, you know, with each holiday that it was getting easier to go away. I was on the computer less and until, you know, 
the last few years where I go away on a holiday and I actually have a holiday because uh, there's nothing for me to do. It is all taken care of and I can trust the team that they're doing a, a perfect job. And sometimes I come back and think, wow, we've won this tender or wow, we've got all this business. Uh, I think maybe I should go on holidays more often if all these great things are happening. <laughs> uh, so it's really by removing myself away from the business and seeing what happens um, or doesn't happen um, that I've been able to realize that, hey, um, you know, we, we have created a blueprint that works um, without me. Um, so I don't have to be there all the time. No, and also in t- in um, creating that blueprint, there you're also setting yourself up now as a um, a model business in your industry. And down the track, you could also be looking at passing on that blueprint to other people in the industry if they're interested in it. So. Um, again, that's really making sure that you're understanding what your business is, how it operates. Like it, it is really um, the nuts and bolts of your whole organisation and your whole business. And there was something that I just wanted to mention then, and it's just gone. So <laughs> we'll see when that comes back. <laughs> um, so the the transition um, for a lot of business owners, I find that they feel a little bit guilty if they they start to take time off. Uh, I know certainly in my case, one time I was uh, having an appointment with a lady and I said, oh, can I have it at five o'clock? And she said, well, I don't really want to be here at five o'clock. Can't you come at um, 10? And I went, oh, no, I have to be at work and she said tell me something do you work of a weekend and I said yes of course and she said and do you work late of an evening at times and I said yes of course and she said and do you have staff and I said yes that's why I have to be at work and she said "Mm, (laughs) how inspirational is that and uh, and that one really rocked me I thought wow yeah I'm working 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 I don't need to be I've got staff and um, and if I want to make an appointment at 10 o'clock clock I can and so that was a real turning point for me so just quickly in about a minute or so Beth did you notice um, a, a turning point from sort of feeling guilty and feeling like you were truanting to saying hey it's okay um, yes I, I think that's happened through those holidays and I must admit there are still times where I think, oh, you know, once you start a business, it is your baby and it is in my mind 24-7. And I think a turning point for me has been um, more about um, now being able to see, now we've got the policies and procedures and structure in place, it's being able to see the future again. It's being able to see that the possibilities. So having that in place has given me that freedom of mine to now focus on the what can be and that's what really excites me. I love innovation and growth and business and being able to do fabulous things for um, for the community and I find that I've been released um, and able to do more of that now which really excites me. Yeah. Okay. Now I've known you for over 10 years and during that time I've always been impressed with your vision and your ability to identify opportunities. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you what advice, tips and strategies you can share that might help our listeners tap into their own vision and be able to spot opportunities. So stay with us and we'll be right back. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Thanks for listening, everyone. You know, I just love being able to talk with people about business. It's a passion of mine. I love working with people and I love finding out about how people start and grow a business. And today we've been talking with Beth Gwalter and she's been very forthcoming in sharing her journey from solo entrepreneur to managing director now of a huge organisation employing over 50 people. And just before the break, I mentioned how impressed I've been with Beth because of her vision and ability to identify opportunities. So Beth's going to share with us now some advice, tips and strategies that could help you too to tap into your own vision and be able to spot those opportunities. So Beth, what have you found? What have you become aware of? Okay, well, it just makes me think back to when I started uh, Recovery Station over 10 years ago. I, I had a an inkling. I had an idea that the health system as it was in Australia wasn't going to be able to sustain itself the way it was with a lot of the health services being delivered in the public health arena um, with the ageing of the population. I, I just couldn't see how that was sustainable and I did research and I couldn't really quite find um, any stats except that this population was going to explode. And I... I knew in my gut that things would change. There were little uh, hints along the way. And finally, 10 years later, uh, things have changed on how we deliver aged care services and disability service where it's more consumer-directed care and people can choose who they want to engage in to provide the services that they require, such as allied health services. And so that... um, that inkling and um, gut feeling 10 years ago has now 
um, come to light and it's a reality and that's where we're going to see our business grow and I really believe in that. Um, and I, I think it's through the conversations, being involved in uh, my professional networks that I'm able to put pieces together. I, I listen, I see what's happening in the news and I come with, excuse me, um, visions that I then tap into and I investigate and um, we've been, we um, largely a community based organisation so we go out and see people in their homes and so more recently I've been recognising wow there's so many people that we see in their homes that are elderly, they've lost their driver's licence they're, they're socially isolated and um, they've lost that meaning and purpose in life and so recently we've started up a clinic and I'm so excited to start programs where people can actually come to us and we can provide a social atmosphere, a network for people to get out of their homes and have that opportunity to engage with other um, to, with, with other people in that same situation so they can understand that other people are going through that same process and we can help them engage in activities that they find meaning in. So it's following, following your ideas through and trying things, giving things a go. Yes, so, so you've been really taking notice of your clients and what their needs are and doing um, informal market research and then going and testing that out and finding out uh, what's happening within your industry, listening to the news, finding out what's happening in the community and then uh, doing some research around that and then coming up with an idea and then, as you say, testing it. And so what are some of the benchmarks then for you um, when you're looking at testing something? You know, because one of the biggest issues that we have in business is knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them. So, <laughs> you know, what are your that's parameters? Right. Okay, and that's where my business partner, Lisa Nolan, <laughs> comes into it. She is the financial head. Uh, so mm-hmm. we have put in a strategy in place for, for the clinic where we're running these new programs. Uh, we have KPIs, and uh, even though we want to um, provide people with the life they want to live, we also have to keep on providing those services so we're a business and we have to be financial around that as well Uh, so we have a number of programs that we are set to run and then that feeds into what we need to do um, marketing to the local um, doctors and the local health network and the community at large and so it really plugs into a lot of different areas of um, business and we also do pre and post assessments um, on whatever area we're working on with our clients, whether it's their emotional wellness or their physical well-being, how far how long it takes them to walk from A to B, we'll measure things like that. So we know um, that we've got some comparison data at the end of the services that we've provided, so we have evidence uh, that it works. And having that evidence is really um, powerful if we want to then... Um, request funding or go to the council with the programs and and offer them um, to the council as well. So so you're really testing and measuring on two levels there. You're testing and measuring on the satisfaction of your clients and also the outcomes that your clients are getting. 
So, you know, they, they could be really happy but if you don't uh, because they're getting out but if they're not getting the outcomes and you haven't got the evidence to support that. So there's really two areas there. And I know um, the people that you've been working with in particularly specialising in the aged care area and I know for a lot of our listeners and particularly the baby boomers faced with elderly parents or elderly family members that they are supporting maybe caring for and it can be quite stressful and I know that you've provided a checklist for us today a, a free gift so could you just briefly tell us a little bit about that and then I'll tell people where they can go and find it. Okay, sure. Uh, we we often talk a lot with families, and often it's the children that come to us and say, "Look, mum or dad just isn't coping in the home as well as they used to. We're, we're afraid of their safety, or uh, they're losing their independence. Is there anything you can do to help? Because they won't listen to us. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's really great to get a health professional in there as a neutral person. Uh, and there's so much we can do to help people in their home, and it's just starting that conversation with people because when we have a change in our function and uh, independence, it's it's not a positive experience. People are losing their meaning or their way of getting around in their trans, um, the community, especially if they lose their driving license. So uh, there's many areas that we can um, identify and help them in where they're they feel that they've, they've lost meaning or aren't able to do things that they used to and need to re-engage in new things to do. Uh, so there's lots of things around the home to, to make it safer, to fool-proof the home um, and looking at the person. So it's linking what um, their ability or function is and what are the problems they're having and how we can address them, whether um, it's through you know reading books or lighting or... Um, rails in the garden so they can still do their gardening. It's, there's so many things that, that we can do. So the, the sheet I've provided is just a, um, touches the tip of the iceberg, um, when it comes to what we can do. And it's really best to get a health professional in there if you are, um, concerned about your loved one and for them to age in place healthfully, independently and safely. Great. Okay. Well, for our listeners, you can access that through www.shirleysradiogifts.com and it's quite a comprehensive checklist there, even though Beth says it only tip, uh, gets the tip of the iceberg. There's actually quite a lot in that checklist so that you can go through. So just to recap, you've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton. We've been talking with Beth Gwalter today, who's the Managing Director for Recovery Station. And we've been sharing the journey that most small business owners go on from technician to manager to business owner. Thanks for listening to us. I look forward to your company next week. And hopefully you're on your way to reclaiming your freedom. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show.